Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Look, what another glorious week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. This is Liz Rao, and I just want to thank you for listening, for taking the time to download this today. I super, super appreciate it. If you could hit the subscribe button on the device you're listening to, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps me tremendously. And while you're at it, you know, just go ahead and hit that five stars on the review panel because that helps me get sponsors for you. So without further ado, let's get started this week. I want to talk about hair loss because I keep seeing it on every board, all of these Instagram posts, and yes, it is traumatic. But it is temporary. And that's really, truly, like, what you have to remember. Like, you're doing this for your health. A little bit of hair loss that will grow back, not the biggest deal in the world. I had thin hair going into this. I would say I lost mm, 30 40%. Like, it's super thin now. You can see how thin it is when I pull it up in a ponytail. I do have bald spots. But I already have regrowth. Um, what I did not expect is um, there are a couple of things I've noticed with my hair before we like get into this. You know, I live in Colorado, and we talk about this in every episode on how just how dry it is. And since surgery, my skin is drier. So that like it really sucks because my scalp is very dry. I actually used to use um, Desert Essence. As a shampoo and conditioner, it was all natural, vegan, gluten-free, um, and I found it was good for my hair. Like, it just made my hair look good. It was shiny. My scalp was good. Well, because my scalp has changed through surgery and as my skin is just trying to get used to the new me um, and it's so dry, I switched to head and shoulders because it's specifically calculated for dry scalp. And yes, that's where dangerous comes from. But um, as the new hair grows in, it's it's become itchy, you guys. And so, like, I'm con- I feel like I'm constantly scratching my scalp um, because, and I don't know if it's because it's dry. I don't know if it's just because of the abundance of little short hairs all over me. Um, but I switched to Head and Shoulders, and they have some with like jojoba oil and things like that that um, help keep it like super moisturized and all of that. But that's what I had to do. Now, here's the thing. Shampoo's only going to do so much. It's not really going to help the regrowth, you guys, because um, one, your hair grows from the root, not from the ends. Like, do you ever, like, hear those, like, old wives' tales? Like, if I cut my hair, it'll grow faster. No, that's false, first of all. Um, Second, like, it's not going to change your hair texture that much. Hair is dead skin cells. I don't know if you know that, but that's what it is. And it grows basically from the protein in your body. So that's why keeping to your diet is so important. Are you going to lose hair? Yeah. You betcha. Um, You're really not going to avoid it. 
stop trying to avoid it. It's going to happen because your body needs every ounce of nutrition for itself as it learns how to recalculate. That's why your hair loss happens in the first year and then it grows back. You will be fine. You are a survivor. I see a lot of people spend money on extensions. Don't do that because it's going to break your already like feeble hair. Um, Extensions are very, very heavy and hard on your hair. So if it's not healthy, don't do it. Second of all, I see a lot of people spend money on wigs. I feel like that probably, unless you can afford like, you know, like a real good wig that looks natural, which are very expensive, that draws more attention. People know that's not really your hair. And then it's going to draw more questions. And I know I get tired of questions about my surgery after a while. So, I mean, sometimes you just want to have a normal conversation. And I don't know. For me, it's not for me. I don't want to call any more attention to it. I just wear my hair up in a bun most days until it grows back. I, you know, once a week, I blow it out and I take a cute pic and then I put it back up in a bun. But anyway, that's my journey. That's my story. So let's talk about hair loss because it really is um, what I'm seeing the most. And people are like, how do you avoid it? Again, you you really, really can't. Most people's hair loss are in the range of three three to six months post-op. Mine was right away because that's where I lost the biggest bulk of my weight um, and where I was not getting the proper nutrition in that first month. So there are a few reasons hair loss is so common after bariatric surgery. It places an enormous amount of stress on your body and it alters your hormones. That's number one. Uh, men probably don't care. Their hair grows fast. After all, it's, it is a major surgery. It completely changes your digestive system and how your body absorbs nutrients. So whether you're RNY, you're VSG, um, I know people even who got the lap band back in the day who had this experience. So bariatric surgery is intended result is rapid weight loss that is going to affect your body and mostly in a positive way. I mean, most of us are doing this to kickstart our weight loss. It's not going to keep it off. Only your lifestyle is going to keep the weight off. Um, But other factors that contribute to hair loss include certain medications, hypothyroidism, chronic health conditions like liver disease. Um, If you have heavy metal uh, toxicity or inconsistent or inadequate eating patterns. Ding, ding, ding. So now, yes, baby girl. She's, she needs a little fur loss. She's a little heavy, she says. I mean, what is podcasting really if you can't do it with your baby girl who is your true ride or die? Um, I forget where I was now because she, she pulled me off track. But your body is changing on how it absorbs nutrition and it's going to put that nutrition where it needs to go to first, i.e. your brain, your heart, your organs, Hair really isn't crucial to your everyday life. I know that's hard to hear, but wouldn't you rather keep your brain working and your heart working long enough to survive the surgery, the outcome, and live a brand new life than keep a full head of hair? I'm just saying. It's perspective. So the type of hair loss that occurs after bariatric surgery is called telogen effluvium. Fingers crossed I said that right. So it's actually related to your normal hair growth cycle, which has two stages. The first stage is called antigen. The majority of your hair is in this stage at any time. The second is called resting phase or telogen. So what happens during surgery is you go into a resting phase. Again, 
temporary, very temporary. Um, hormone changes and the stress of surgery can actually cause more hair follicles to enter the resting or telogen phase. This in turn disrupt the normal hair growth pattern, leading to more follicles being released before new hair grows in, such as you may see bald patches or areas that have noticeably thinned, aka hair loss after bariatric surgery. So again, it's a side effect. 99.9% of everyone who goes through a bariatric surgery is going to experience it. Yes, you can start taking biotin before surgery. I've taken it for a long time out here in Colorado. For years and years and years, I still lost hair, you guys. Um, yes, you can take your hair, skin, and nail vitamins. It will help the regrowth. It will help strengthen the new skin cells as they grow for your nails, your hair. But it's not going to prevent the hair loss because, again, your body needs to absorb nutrients where it needs to absorb nutrients. And that is going to cause you to go into a resting phase. It just is accept it, deal with it, take it in good humor. Yes, there are days that are hard. Yes, I know I bitched about it myself because it just, it does get you down, especially if you're not seeing other results yet. But once you start seeing your other results, you're kind of like, I can deal with this. So just keep it up. You're going to be fine and you're going to make it through. Okay, you guys, I know I talk a lot about my website and my t-shirts, but I really want you to listen this time because this time it's for charity. Right now on my website, I have four shirts supporting the Autism Society of Colorado. All profits from every sale of a t-shirt or sweatshirt out of this collection will go directly to the Autism Society of Colorado. So I partnered with this society because I think it's very important that autism acceptance gains more awareness. And that is truly what we call it now, autism acceptance, not autism awareness. Because every child and every adult with autism deserves to have an equal life to those without. And the same chances, the same opportunities, and the same right to live their passion and their dreams. So with that said, please go to my website at lizraofficial.com slash autism acceptance and shop today. So, all right. So let's, let's get into the nutrition and the hair loss after bar- bariatric surgery. So prioritizing your nutritional intake isn't, as in, isn't just important, sorry, isn't just important for your overall health and healing. If your hair loss continues after six months, look into your nutrient intake. Again, the better quality of your nutrients, I'm just saying, whole foods are better, um, the, the higher quality of your protein and your nutrition levels. So just because it might seem easy to take a Quest pizza out of the box does not mean it's the best type of protein for you. Just saying. Um, many people are under the impression that biotin is the most important nutrient in terms of hair loss prevention and regrowth. This isn't necessarily true because biotin can certainly play a supportive role But there are a few other nutrients that are more important to help minimize your hair loss. So to restart the the, um, hair growth phase and get out of that resting phase, right? So biotin has only been shown to be helpful in preventing hair loss if you have a biotin deficiency. That happens to us because we go through three weeks of liquid diets, or at least I did, and then slowly you're building yourself back up. So the foods you aren't eating, especially during that first six weeks, aren't necessarily biotin-rich. My doctor allowed me to start taking my biotin again one week after surgery, 
I had to stop taking it one week prior to surgery. I had to stop taking all of my medications with the exception of my anxiety meds. Um, those were the only ones I were allowed. I was allowed to take up into the day of surgery, and then they gave it to me in the hospital as well. So you do go through a period where you're not getting um, any additional vitamins that you normally would take. So biotin plays that supportive role, but it's only been shown to help if you have that deficiency. So it is very, very important to add it into your nutritional supplements post-surgery until you get that back up. I typically wouldn't suggest a biotin supplement by itself. I'd rather you combine it with um, a true hair, nail, um, skin vitamin that also has other qualities that you need for your the health of your overall um, skin. And you know, I understand I'm not a doctor. I've just done a lot of research, you all. And um, I try new things every month. The one I'm currently taking is the Vital Protein Skin Hydration Boost because it does not have a bovine supplement. Um, and I am personally not comfortable with bovine collagen. Many do. Because of my diet and the way I am, I stay away from the bovine. But it increases my skin hydration. My hyaluronic acid includes vitamin C, which is brilliant for those who are trying to beat their um, saggy skin. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but vitamin C actually helps your elasticity of your skin. It has a collagen synthesis in it as well, but it also includes um, the biotin, magnesium, zinc, which is really good for your scalp, and selenium. And then hyaluronic acid, it includes mustard seed extract. You're supposed to take two pills a day. I've started at one because I take it with my um, multivitamin. And so I can only take so many pills at once or I get nauseous. But it's gluten-free, dairy-free, Whole30 approved. I know a lot of people are into that diet right now. Um, I'm just into, you know, eating clean. But... It has made a difference. I have noticed a difference since I started taking it about 14 days ago. They say to see any real differences, give everything 30 days to make it a habit. But, you know, a lot of people do the collagen powder. There's all sorts of different combinations for what you're looking for. I've, I've done it all. But I recommend if you're going to take biotin, take it in combination with something else so you're getting the most out of that pill. Again, only so much you can do. But is what it is. There are also biotin-rich foods. A lot of people aren't aware of this either. So you can eat biotin-rich foods that include foods like salmon, egg yolk, nuts, and spinach. I just want to say I eat eggs every day. I eat salmon three times a week. Um, I love nuts. I've kind of laid off because it was a lot of fat. And you have to be careful because that leads to gallbladder issues. Um, blue cheese, if you're a dairy person, cauliflower, which I eat a lot, avocado, which I eat a lot. All of those things are great for your hair, skin, and nails. Um, and they're also brain and heart healthy. So there you go. The more you know with Liz Rao. But, you know, these are things that you should be incorporating into your diet post-surgery anyway. So again, hair loss is temporary, but as long as you're feeding yourself the proper nutrition, your body's going to get back on track. Um, Iron is another big one. So I am naturally anemic. Um, so I do take my iron supplement. Three out of four of my tests come back positive with my iron um, supplement. And the other one was just a smidge low. And my doctor said, you know what, you're fine because you've always been anemic and had low iron. But if you are someone who has never had low iron 
and you go through this process and you don't incorporate that back into your diet as soon as you're able to, it's going to affect a lot of things. So really always check your iron levels. That's all I can say. Um, Most people who eat dark meat, um, tuna, quinoa, or beans are not going to have a problem with their iron. So there are six ways to help minimize your hair loss after bariatric surgery. Get your vitamin and mineral levels checked prior to surgery so you know where you're starting. So when you do your blood test, you can actually ask for the following as well. Thiamine, B12, folate, iron, vitamins A, D, E, K, and zinc and copper. All of those things help. If you have deficiencies and you need to correct them before surgery, it gives you the best outcome. So again, very important to always check your levels. Number two, begin a multivitamin regime before surgery. Again, I did this, um, and I feel like my hair loss happened right away, but it started regrowing back right away. I got out of that resting phase pretty quickly, if my itchy uh, scalp of baby hairs is any indication. So continue taking your multivitamin exactly as prescribed after surgery. This is a big one for multiple, multiple reasons, not just hair loss, you guys, but for your body. Because again, with a baby stomach like we have after VSG, you can only absorb so much. That multivitamin is crucial. You need to take it every freaking day for the rest of your life. Um, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now, but that is true. Um, so there's a reason your doctor recommends it. I'm just saying stick to your doctor's plan. Incorporate a protein source at every meal is um, number four. So protein is imperative for recovering, healing, sustained weight loss, and prevention of muscle loss. Some sources of high-quality protein include eggs, fish, poultry, legumes, or dairy, as long as you can tolerate that well. I cannot do dairy. Your stomach size is smaller following surgery, making it important to eat solid proteins. And at every meal throughout the day, there should be a protein focus. That is why we have metrics that we have to hit. Um, So always following your macros on every meal, reading your nutrition labels, measuring out your food. Very, very important. And it probably will be until it becomes a natural habit. Generally speaking, protein intake should be between 60 and 100 grams, depending on your body type, male or female, um, and your surgeon's recommendations. My surgeon says 60. I'm now getting 65, 70 um, on my average. Sometimes I get higher than that, but not often because my diet is pretty simple. I pretty much stick to the same things, and I'm having good success with it. Number five, get your vitamin and mineral levels checked following surgery. So your doctor should do this at your six month. Um, My doctor did for sure. I I feel like I had everything checked under the moon that could could have been in my blood. Um, And my levels were great. So I'm doing everything right. I'm keeping on track. He actually said my vitamin D was perfect, which he never sees, and that my B vitamin B was actually high, but that they have um, associated vitamin D and B as fighters of the coronavirus. And I've not had it. So I don't know, maybe. Who knows, really? But um, definitely keep those checked. I know a lot of people weren't checking all of their iron levels, and then they end up going through other deficiencies. So just make sure you're asking questions. You're doing your own research. Don't ask other people um, on your boards like, oh, you know, what did you ask for? Do your own research because your body is different, okay? Google is very easy, Um, and it's very easy to find certified boards to find information from. 
Number six, include a wide variety of vitamins and minerals in your diets using whole foods. I did not make this up. It's really on the list. Um, But I feel vindicated in this because it's what I've been saying all along. It's what my nutritionist says. Good sources of iron, for example, include tofu, dark leafy greens, lentils, turkey, and chicken to enhance your iron absorption because there are things that will counteract it. Pair iron-rich foods with good sources like vitamin C, citrus fruits, berries, bell peppers, which I eat a lot of bell peppers, um, and dark leafy greens. Some zinc-rich foods include beans, dairy, eggs, and meat. So again, everything you should be eating anyway, everything you should be incorporating into your diet. It's very easy to find like uh, simple bariatric recipes too if you're not comfortable cooking. There's one called like... um, five-ingredient bariatric meals on Amazon or easy. You could just go to Amazon and type in easy bariatric meals and it will pop up and they're things that are very simple to do. So even the most novice of a cook can learn to cook for themselves and take care of their body. Um, Protein can be found in meat, fish, eggs, dairy, plant-based sources like peas, beans, soybeans, and lentils. So you really have all the nutrition's nutrients. Sorry, I I mixed nutrition and and nutrients together. Um, All of your nutrients really are given to you by the earth. That's what I've been saying all along. Like your whole foods are your best sources. Every once in a while, do you need kind of a cheat day? Sure. Um, But as long as you've prioritized your nutrition throughout your bariatric process and you don't have underlying chronic illnesses, your hair loss is not going to be prolonged. Your hair growth pattern will return to normal as soon as you normalize your diet. And it's hair loss is going to happen. It's not going to be preventable, you guys, but it is something that is just, it's temporary, but in my mind, it's worth it. Um, Yes, scalp hair, uh, you know, that's what the doctors really call it, scalp hair, because you do have hair all over your body. Um, It's important for self-image, and hair loss can really kind of mess with you psychologically. So, If your program continues allowing you to speak to a nutritionist and to a therapist post-surgery, do it because you will have low days. Not every day is a bright, sunshiny day, and you have to be aware that the outcome will be greater than the experience sometimes. Hair loss can be very traumatic. I'm not trying to minimize it. I know I was just like... This, like every day I brush my hair and have to clean up my hairbrush with chunks of hair. And was it fun? No. I'm past it though. I lived, I'm wearing my hair in a bun until it grows back out to a decent length. I cut off my hair about a month after surgery because the hair loss was so great and my hair was very long. So I knew it was also pulling down my hair at that weight. Even though hair does not weigh much, um, just a little bit of release of that weight of your hair helps as well. So if you can cut it off, do it. You'll feel better um, because now my hair has a little bounce back. It's not being weighted down. It doesn't feel so thin. Um, You can do things like keratin-rich shampoos to help stimulate um, growth in the scalp, but know that it always comes from within. It always really, truly comes from your nutrition. Like I said earlier, I had to switch to head and shoulders to treat my dry scalp. That has nothing to do with the hair loss. It has to do with the fact that it's taking more um, energy and more water to hydrate my body properly being here in Colorado. Um, If I did not live in such a dry, high altitude, my scalp would probably be different. It really would. 
Let me know if you're also kind of having that same experience and you're not in Colorado. But just stick with it, everyone. Keep with it. It will grow back um, and you will feel like yourself again. Just remember you're doing this to stop diabetes and to stop heart issues and um, to reverse obesity and to really take control back of your life. A little bit of hair loss, even though sometimes it seems like a lot, is kind of worth that exchange for a healthy, long life. And like I said, if you're eating the right foods, you're taking care of yourself, you're taking all of your vitamins, you're watching your levels, you're drinking your water, you're eating your protein, you're going to be fine. You're you're going to be fine. You're going to make it through. And in the end, a year from now, it won't seem like such a big deal. So with that, that's all I have to say this week. Uh, sorry, I skipped last week. I just, um, every once in a while, I just need a break and I find... I have to take a week off here or there. I don't do it too often, but I really appreciate you all taking your time and listening to me. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but these are my experiences that I'm sharing with you. So with that being said, let's talk soon, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.